You're listening to Tony Mark with The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Today in studio, we have a gentleman that's going to help us understand what it's like to lose a job and transition to another job. Uh, it's a fascinating subject. And, um, you know, one third of Canadians only stay in a job for over four years. And transitioning from uh, one job to the next can be very stressful, especially when uh, leaving that job uh, hasn't been your choice. Uh, no matter how you describe it as downsizing or restructuring uh, or being told that you're not a good fit, studies have shown that uh, this sudden disruption in your life can be can have real impact on your health. Uh, joining us today to talk about the health impact of involuntary unemployment is Trevor Kate. Trevor is a career coach and brand building specialist who has provided career management workshop and transitional support uh, for clients ranging from blue chip executives to industry, creative industry uh, workers. Uh, Trevor, welcome to the studio. Hi, thanks a lot. You're quite welcome. Uh, Trevor, tell me a little bit about how difficult it is for someone to lose their job and how to pick up the pieces. Well, it can, it can be massive. We're in an age of unprecedented change. You know, our grandparents' generation might have had a job for 30 years. And, you know, clearly not many of us are, uh, are lining up expecting a 30-year tenure at a job. So what does that mean? It means we have to adapt faster than ever uh, to the changing economy. Now, Trevor, when someone gets laid off, what do they experience first? Uh, uh, what, what kind of emotions do they experience? Um, and, and what's the reaction like? Well, you know, there's there's no blanket, you know, clear, consistent response uh, for everyone. Everybody handles it differently. Some people are excited and relieved to finally be able to walk out, and they don't have to own the fact that it was their decision, you know. And and for other people, it can be truly gutting. How do you tell your family? How do you tell your children? How do you how do you how do you tell yourself that you're fit for the next job, you know? And everybody's got a bit of a curve to go through to get to a point where they're really truly presentable for their next opportunity. Biggest mistake I see people making when they all of a sudden find that they've lost their job is try and hurry as fast as possible to get the next one. And then when they go out and talk to people and meet people, those people are not, not meeting a well-balanced, even-keeled, ready-to-engage person. They're meeting a very stressed person trying to figure out what next and maybe even avoid some of the reflections that can really be helpful if someone digs deep and maybe makes a more meaningful change than they might have imagined. So reflection is important. How soon in the process um, uh, do you meet those people uh, that have lost their jobs? Well, it really depends when they come to me. You know, over, over 300 times I met with someone, you know, within two minutes of them finding out they've just lost their job. You're kidding. And before it's, you know, before it's even sensible for them to get on the subway or try and drive home or flag a cab, let's have a conversation. You know, it's, it's a major life moment. And at least, you know, be fair with yourself and recognize that that's what's going on. It can be particularly hard for folks that, that have really built up their identity around their title or their job. You know, we're used to that. You know, five years old, kids are asked, what do you want to be when, when you grow up? And nine times out of ten, at least, people are answering in the context of what job do you want to have? And so if that job that formed up your self-view about who you are has been taken away from you, then you can no longer say, well, I'm the president of this company or I'm the director of that. It's just you. And it's an amazing opportunity to go deep and go, okay, well, what are you really? What is the greatness about you that made you great in that job that will also make you great in the next job? 
and how can you take away the stigma and the sting of you know maybe the, the sense of rejection just by talking to you I get the sense that you know you're the person that I want to talk to immediately because you have such a positive outlook different people have different stress reactions let's just look at that for an example right some people get the bad news and they want to go insular they don't want to talk to anybody might not want to talk to anyone for four or five months and there could be some stuff that they're dealing with that they might be able to deal with more effectively if they had some help. Would you advise them against taking that period of time or is it just because everyone's different you allow them to do what they feel um, is right? Well, the longer you stay insular and don't connect with people, you know, you can let skills atrophy. You know, you're, you, you're no longer top of mind for people. You can lose your motivation and will to get back in the workforce. You know, one of the most dangerous things that I see happening in the workforce right now are the clawbacks that are written into contracts that make it so that, you know, someone might be getting a, a healthy severance package, but if they get a job between now and when severance ends, there's a clawback, which means they might only get, say, 50% or even none of their severance. Well, that's kind of a, you know, an incentive not to go look for a job. But the reality is that can really incapacitate a person if they ride that out and think that all of a sudden there's a job for them at the end of the rainbow or the severance. You know, it's really wise to get on your horse and ride it quickly, but not, not from a fear-based, stress-based dynamic. After taking a bit of time, digest, find your strengths, figure out what you want to pursue, and go for it. You, know, you can probably look back and go, what are my three challenge action results stories from this year? Right? And if you, if you look back and it's five years and you can't find any, well, hey, maybe, maybe you're in really good position because now you might be in a place where you give yourself the mental freedom to go find work where you can make a difference. Well, Trevor, thank you so very much. Um, we'll be right back on The Art of Wellness with Trevor Cape. And I want to um, talk to him more about how the, the late being laid off will impact your relationships or your health. And uh, we'll be right back on The Art of Wellness. Thanks for listening to Peach Radio, streaming from the Peach Gallery in Toronto. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Art of Wellness. Uh, today in studio, uh, Trevor Cape um, is here. Trevor, I wanted to talk to, uh, a little bit more about what kind of impact does being laid off have on your health? Well, it can cause anxiety, depression, stress. It can trigger all kinds of things that could be operating at micro level inside of you. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, we're put into a situation when we're stressed. And, you know, frankly, very few of us do our best work when we're actually stressed. You know, it's a uh, so part of the art is figuring out how to transcend that. Now, there may be family members that are, are sort of relying on the income that you're providing from the work that you're, you're giving, and all of a sudden, well, a stream of income gets cut off. Ah, what do you do? How does that impact the relationships? And I've seen some people handle it really well, and I've seen some people handle it you know, poorly. And, you know, I think, I think a key part of it is, you know, you're looking at your friends and family and, you know, hopefully they're, they're your supporters in life, you know, and finding ways that you can support them through their own trauma and stress of it. So, yeah. Because it does go both ways. Well, yes. Yeah. You know, it's like, you may be stressed that you just lost your job, but how's your partner feeling about you just lost your job? Ah, what does that mean about the interpersonal dynamics between you? And what does that mean about sort of, you know, the future standard of living you might have and all of these things, you know? And what about the kids? You know, I, I, I 
personally witnessed someone who was not comfortable telling their families, so they went into an office every morning at the same time that they would go to their paid office to pretend they were working, wow. <laughs> hoping to just land something so yeah. that they'd have a good story to tell and they could bounce back because they just weren't comfortable enough with the truth of their dynamic to open up the circle and let people into that. Hey, Trevor, what can people do uh, mentally and physically to keep going? Great question, great question, all kinds. You know, I think uh, some of the most, you know, common uh, in influences and ingredients in health and well-being, you know, it's known like diet, exercise, music, major influences. Biggest one, it's not talked about maybe as much, thinking. How do you think? How do you tell the story of where you're at to yourself when nobody but you is listening? Tell us a little bit more about how you can start uh, that, that whole thinking process with right. yourself. Right. Well, you know, okay, number one, realizing that, you know, when you're going in for, for you know, let's say you're going to a job interview, I think 90% of people really prepare themselves, people who do actually prepare, um, will be reviewing their story, figuring out, okay, well, who are they? What, what can they tell the person? How does it fit? You know, maybe they're, they're even strategic about how do they map in their experiences with the needs that the organization may have. Well, you can have a lot of smart stories to tell, but ultimately a lot of the hiring decisions are based on energy. You know, a lot of the decisions, like it or not, are usually being made in the first five seconds you meet someone. It's human nature, you know, and as much as HR may be getting training to take half an hour you know, to meet someone and discover before they rush to a, a decision. Our brains aren't really wired that way. So being able to tap into that wellspring of energy so that when we arrive into an interview, it's obvious that we're bringing energy that is food and not poison to the organization probably the most important thing. Right? Oh, that, that incredible information. And, and I guess that's how you can tie in, you know, taking the time and, and learning about yourself so you can actually sell yourself. Right. You know, and you're selling, you know, the, it's not a made up person. This is the real you. And sometimes over all these years, you don't, you're in that job where it's not the real you. Well, you've hit a hot button topic there for sure, because you're, we're entering the worlds of personal branding. Like it or not, we make a lot of our purchase decisions based on brand. Do we trust the brand? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay 10 cents more for the brand I know than the brand I don't know, you know. But, you know, when it comes to people decisions and talent and the workforce, hey, you've co-branded with every company you've ever worked for. Someone's going to look at your resume and say, oh, you're a peach guy. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. And it, and it means something, right? So, uh, so sort of figuring out what your brand's all about becomes very important because then you start to figure, well, what do you champion into the world? What would you champion into that next role? And, you know, maybe if you, you do the deep dive to know yourself enough to know how you want to carry your brand forward, you might not apply to every role you see. You know? that, that is, that's, almost, that's fundamental. If you know mm -hmm. yourself, yeah. then you can align yourself with a, a company or an individual that is similar to what you're, what you, uh, what you're presenting. Right. And this, this, this all goes with this you know, entrepreneurial age we find ourselves in. Because you can go onto like a social network like LinkedIn and you can tell the world exactly what you are. You don't need someone else's business card to declare that. Now, it's wise if you find a value proposition that's tied into the work that you're doing and the work that you want to attract. Uh -huh. And if you can attract the kind of work that helps you build stories so that you've got something going to market, in a sense, yes, it's selling yourself. But you know what? We all have a personal brand, whether we manage it or not. 
Yeah. So why not champion that brand, get the best work you can, and do the best job you can with it? Can we talk about a, a um, about the special problems of those over fifty five? Well, you know, it's it's a, it's a different dynamic, uh, you know, and it's different industries have are either more kind or more cruel to people that are uh, aging. The nature of work, increasingly for folks in their fifties and sixties, is is looking like portfolio career work, where you might have multiple clients that you're doing different things for. And if you're smart about your own marketing, you're finding the common thread and the story behind it all. So one of the differences you see is like, you know, earlier on in the career, you're kind of looking for an employer to offer you a job or put up a job posting. And maybe you'll try and fit within what they've already told you that they want. And they'll prepare the contract and you sign it, right? Whereas, you know, if you're, if you're older uh, and in the workforce and being more entrepreneurial and creative about your job search, it might not be a responsive job search. You might be getting in front of the curve doing something like coming up with a target list of like, what are the 15 companies you think you could make a difference in? And who are the people you have to have a conversation with? And what would your, what would your influence and input in that company be like? And maybe it's up to you to put together a contract rather than waiting for someone else to solve the problems then knowing who you are and what you have to offer must be the biggest or the, the most attractive feature uh, because you know as someone who's just coming in it's um, it, you know they, they may have a lot of energy and thing, but they don't know how to, to focus that energy uh, when you've been there you know how to do that yeah and you know and you see that so often in the way that people put together their resumes you know how many first drafts of resumes would people send me where they're right into their experience and they're telling you about their education. If you're lucky, they might tell you about awards and maybe uh, community engagement. But what they fail to do so often is to put in a couple of words or maybe even a couple of sentences right at the top of the resume. What is your value proposition? What is the problem that you gravitate towards and can truly, truly solve and how do you do it? Then you're not asking for someone else to connect the dots and say, oh, we can use someone like you. Then you're actually talking to the person that has the problem. You're helping them understand the problem, helping them understand what a solution looks like. And you're obviously looking like the person who can do it. Now, in other words, what I'm hearing from you is that you shouldn't really be scared. Right. So it's having that confidence. It's taking a step back and understanding what you bring to the table. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with Trevor Cape on The Art of Wellness. This is Peach Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. I wanted to uh, talk to Trevor a little bit more about uh, downsizing or um, being laid off, uh, whatever term you want to use. Um, what kind of support should they be looking for? Well, you know, it's what what each person needs is going to be sort of unique, you know, to each person. But mm -hmm. I do think that there's tremendous value in having a brainstorm partner and someone to help you co-strategize around who you are. What's 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 the difference between what's great about you and what's not great about you? We all have both. And sometimes people can be really quick to think that they're all awesome or they're all terrible. And it's, you know, and it's, that's not a reality. There are some ways where every one of us is awesome. So helping some, you know, getting the right kind of help to identify that, be able to capture that in your communications so that your resume and your cover letter and, and your social media profile, all of those, you know, resonate with the, you know, the same kind of go-to-market message. And that you've got, you know, you've got, 
you know, a good solid position for going into interviews and networking, 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 networking. I cannot, un, you know, overstate the importance of networking. You know, yes, you might find some jobs through a job board or online, or you may have a recruiter that, you know, thinks you're a genius and can sell you in well to one of their clients. But the reality is, most of our jobs are being found by people who are introducing people they know to other people that they know, saying, this person would be great at, and then there's this blank space, well, what are you great at? You know, even if you're not feeling great right now, because you might not have worked for four months, there's still stuff you're great at. And remembering to reconnect to that can, can power your energy back up so that you can be that bright, productive energy that someone needs to meet or is willing to introduce to someone else. Um, also part of that, um, which you touched on before, uh, which was, you know, you don't want to be too insular. You don't want to stay, you know, a, a hermit for too long because then you lose some of your skills. Mm -hmm. And part of it, uh, part of therapy is talking right. and, 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 and engaging people. You feel like you're doing something. You know what? It may not be, uh, I may not have a job yet, but at least I'm, I'm getting out there and I'm meeting people and you're hearing different stories. Far too many people hate Mondays. <laughs> you know, it's really, all, all it takes is getting on a subway and looking at the tone of people's faces at 8 a.m. On a, on, a, on a Monday morning and you go well, maybe not everybody's doing what they should be doing right now mm. like imagine if we can all find work we love more because when you're doing what you love you probably do a better job at it oh absolutely right i find that for me and i think one of the things the biggest gaps that people don't like fail to consider when you know they might be allowing the stress of job search taking over is actually taking the time to do things that personally energize you so great, you've studied your resume, you've studied your backstory, you know what you can say about who you are and where you've been. You've studied the opportunity at the company that you want to be hired by, and, and you understand what their needs are, and you're able to go in. And maybe you've found a resource, like you know, maybe you've Googled something like 64 toughest behavioral interview questions and how to answer them. And you know, you've you figured out what's the good strategic answer for all of the questions you might anticipate. The fourth missing part of the equation is what are you going to do that's going to energize you? Make it so that you're just brimming with the love of life when you walk in the door, because you probably didn't feel that when you heard you lost your job. Right? So yeah. for me, I need to make music. Other people need to be athletic and go out and engage in sports. Some people it's theater. Some people it's gardening. You know, but something outside of the paradigm of work and looking for work that can bring back that well-being so that you're not only reading as a capable person, you're also reading as a balanced and enjoyable person to, to hire. Now, Trevor, one of the things that, you know, at, uh, in, in all the interviews, I try to, you know, end it on, on a note where I want to know what you're doing in order to take care of yourself. Yeah. So you mentioned music, sure. you know, and, and that's an outlet. Um, is, is that your main outlet or do you work out? Do you do other things in order to maintain kinds. your stress? So, you know, I'm raising kids, uh, you know, I love my daughters. It's a ton of fun. I, I, I lead a six piece band and we just played the Rouncey Rocks Music Festival on Saturday morning. No. That was a ton of fun getting wow. people out there with chalk and bubbles and dancing in the streets. And uh -huh. Now, Trevor, if you were to leave uh, uh, people with one piece of uh, uh, health and, and, and wellness advice uh, for people who are looking for, for a, a job, what would it be? Well, we are all architects of our own destiny. 
That's incredible. Short and sweet. Mm. You know, you um, you decide on 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 who you not decide, but find out who you truly are, and um, and 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 sell it to the world. It uh, in a nutshell. Because um, if it's real and it, and if it's and if it's the right stuff and it's based in reality and and not an overinflated self view, people will buy it. People will see it. Trevor Cape, if um, how do we get a hold of you, Trevor? Oh, good old Gmail, trevor.cape at gmail.com. So drop me an email if you like, and uh, happy to chat. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's, uh, this has been fascinating. Uh, Trevor, thank you so very much for coming into the studio. Thank you. It's been fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Art of Wellness on peachradio.com. <laughs>